Arizona Science is supported by Research Corporation for Science Advancement. For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, Director of the University of Arizona Space Institute, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Kai Stotts, the Director of Research at the Space Analog for Moon and Mars, or SAM, at Biosphere 2. Welcome, Kai. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Kai, what are you actually planning to do with SAM? SAM is a Mars habitat analog, which means that it's a place where we can practice and prepare for actually living on Mars someday. So in the context of that, we're building a hermetically sealed pressurized vessel that represents the kind of interior space that we might have on the moon or Mars. How much of the moon or Mars can you simulate with SAM? We're not actually simulating the exterior as much as we are the interior. We will have a, a fairly substantial Mars yard for exploring uh, ge geological tools and activities that we as human explorers might do on Mars. But our principal objective is the interior of the habitat. And within that space, we have a greenhouse, we have a workshop, we have a crew quarters, everything we need to live for days, weeks, even months at a time. Who do you envision using this? As with many other analogs in the world today, the researchers that will come to use this will be from, from universities, they'll be professional researchers, uh, sometimes individuals that are part of the analog astronaut community. What do you think the most important thing SAM can be used to investigate? There are a number of different facets that we're really excited about in doing it SAM. SAM is unique in that it's only the second operating pressurized habitat in the world today. The other one being Sirius, which is a NASA-funded habitat in Moscow, Russia. And ours is unique in that we have both physiochemical, meaning mechanical life support systems, similar to what's on the International Space Station today, where we're cleaning the air and the water using machines and chemicals. We also have a greenhouse, otherwise known as a controlled environment. And within that controlled environment, we're going to be raising plants for bioregenerative or plant-based life support. So we will be the first habitat in the world to demonstrate the transition from that mechanical-based system to a plant-based system, such that we can reduce the reliance on the machines and rely on the plants for cleaning our air, getting rid of the carbon dioxide, providing the oxygen, and eventually cleaning the water as well. How long a stay would it take to demonstrate something like that? The fastest growing food cultivars, for instance, are radishes, about 28 days. And radishes are not exceptional at CO2 sequestration, but they're not bad either. So we could grow a bed of radishes in 28 days, in which case you'd want a team to be inside for at least one month to see the cycle from radish seeds all the way up to the seedlings up to fully mature plants. The original concept of Biosphere 2 was to try to build a self-sustaining biosphere inside the gigantic glass structure out there. Is this just a smaller version of that? It's actually quite similar in that respect, and we have the honor of working with many of the original Biospherians, and so they're helping guide some of the efforts, letting us know where some of the mistakes were made in the original system and the systems that we can improve upon, and they have, a couple of them have actually told us, you're doing what we set out to do, but on a smaller scale. When do you expect to be open for business at SAM? We are in the final six weeks of a, of a, of a race to get the construction done. It's taken quite a bit longer than we anticipated. Our first team will be Jane and Tabor, Jane Pointer and Tabor McCollum, who are two of the original Biospherians. They're coming back as a homecoming on February 27th, 28th, and March 1st, uh, literally coming back to the building that they built and we've expanded upon at the test module. And we'll be doing some good science while they're inside as well. How much of the time do you expect the facility to be in use? We don't want to occupy the building 
every single day of the year because the building itself is part of the experiment. And with each team that comes through, we're going to learn from their experience how we can improve the habitat and from feedback from NASA and feedback from some of the different aerospace corporations that we're working with. So I'm hoping for maybe 25, 35% occupancy. We will not be operating during the summer. It's just too hot. We have air conditioning, but but it's, it's, it's a bit of an uphill battle. So we're going to be running from basically October through May of, of each year. And I would like to see 30, 35% occupancy, maybe as much as 50% in the coming years, so that we also have time to continue to improve the building, bring in new technologies, bring in new systems, um, and actually introduce innovations by some of the uh, leading aerospace companies and let them use our facility as a means of proving some of their new technologies, higher efficiency CO2 scrubbers, better plant growth systems, um, even better food cultivars, uh, perhaps from some of the agricultural companies. Thanks for coming in and talking with us, Kai. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it. This is Tim Swindle, and you have been listening to Arizona Science. Our guest today has been Kai Stotts, the Director of Research for the Space Analog for the Moon and Mars at Biosphere 2, which will be opening soon. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org. Thank you to Research Corporation for Science Advancement for their support of Arizona Science.